Hello and welcome to this week's episode from the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am trying to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now I have been reading in the news lately that demand for allotments is on the increase again. This seems to happen every few years. But because of this it got me thinking about what the pros and cons of an allotment really is and that's what I'm going to be discussing a little bit later on but I'd love to as always to hear your thoughts on what the pros and cons of an allotment is. First off let's find out what I did on Saturday. Today is Saturday the 8th of October 2022 today and I am down on the allotment. Now, during the week, I have been topping up the Hugel culture bed with a bit more compost. In fact, I've had to add 350 litres of compost. Today, I added another 200 litres just to finish it off, although I think I probably need another 100 litres just to really make sure it's all there. Um, with that now basically full of compost, I've levelled it out with a rake and it's getting ready for onions to go in here. I've decided that's definitely what's going to grow in here. I think the amount of compost we have in this should make it pretty thick and pretty sturdy. Onions being shallow rooted as well should do okay. Fingers crossed. These are obviously my overwintered onions. I've bought the overwintered onions. They're sat at home just waiting to go in. I'm just waiting also for my garlic to turn up. Now after that I headed over to the bed where I dug out the second early potatoes last week. Now this area is again on the top half of the allotment. I've concentrated this week on the top half of the allotment uh, as opposed to the bottom half as I've been concentrating so much on the bottom half lately. But the, the area where the second early potatoes were growing, because that area was empty, I've built a new bed. Now, I wanted to use reclaimed wood, the C16 wood that I get from a reclaimed yard that I've used on the bottom half of the plot. I like that type of wood because it's nice and thick and should last a long time and isn't going to fall apart when I am walking past or trying to use a bed. Unfortunately, the price of wood has really rocketed lately and just to build that bed, even reclaimed wood, I cannot justify the amount of money I have to spend especially as I also have to do the same at home and buy wood and I've said before that beds at home are going to cost me £90. So I was in a hardware store the other day and I noticed they were selling these two and a half centimetre thick wood 2.4 metres long by 20 centimetres wide so not as thick as I would like but at £31 for four pieces, I figured I can build a bed for £31. And I'm happy with that to do on the allotment. So I've used that to build this bed. This is 2.4 metres by 1.5 metres wide, which meant I just had to cut two pieces down to 1.45 metres or 145 centimetres. This has left me with two pieces of wood that I can use for something else at a future date. From this one bed... Screwed it all together and put it into place, making sure it was 60 centimetres between that and the corrugated iron beds. And this, I've got, can say now, I'm very happy with it. It looks pretty good. It will do the job. Hopefully it's going to last, but I'm just pleased that it hasn't cost a huge amount of money. And now I've built one, I've got two more that need building. I feel I can 
justify spending the money and buying the wood and building the next two. So yes, very, very happy with this. Progress is being made on the allotment. It's starting to really take shape. I've always said that over the winter, we're going to be doing a lot of infrastructure jobs because it's the ideal time to do it. Building beds is just one of these infrastructure jobs. And in fact, quite a big job because what we find, the ground around here, the roads around here do get very muddy over the winter months and that's when we tend to get our vehicles stuck in the mud. So I want to get all the wood into place before winter comes along. Now after that I then went to this sweet corn bed and I've cut down all the sweet corn. It's, it's past it now, we're not needing it and they're not going to produce anything. Every, all the sweet corn is harvested so I've cut all the corns down and I've just cut those off at the roots, cleared a few weeds away and this is now going to be where garlic is grown. I'm expecting my garlic to arrive this week so what I'm going to do is get some compost in here just to throw down a mulch and then we will plant out our garlic once it arrives. Busy, busy time, but it's all coming together quite nicely. Now, as I said in the intro, we are having a lot of people interested in allotments at the moment, which isn't unusual, but there are pros and cons about having an allotment. So what I thought I'd do first is just talk about the pros of having an allotment. I will admit, I love having an allotment. I love the fact I can come down here and it's given me more space to grow food. We are trying to effectively become self-sufficient in the amount of fruits and vegetables and herbs that we can. And obviously the first pro is it does give me this extra space in which I can grow my own food. Now my garden at home is a decent size and we grow a lot of food there as well. But the allotment, 250 square meters, just entirely dedicated to the growing of food. And it is great to be down here. So yes, the first pro has to be more space. Now the second pro point about an allotment is that when I'm down here, I don't have the distractions I have at home. Simple things like going to make a cup of tea or coffee at home and the wife is chatting to you and what started out as a five minute break ends up taking a, an hour before you're back out in the garden. Little things like that that don't happen on the allotment. You're here and the time is dedicated to the allotment. My third pro about having the allotment is that there is no technology down here. We don't have Wi-Fi, we don't have electricity. We have to use our physical bodies. Obviously, yes, we have a certain things around it, like using battery-powered tools to make up for it. But yes, the fact that we don't have technology means we have to be quite creative too. So I think that is a big advantage. And as somebody that loves technology, I do a podcast, I think this is something to bear in mind. The fourth pro is that an allotment can be a little more rustic or recycled materials can be used a bit more. What I mean by that is our home plot, our neighbours obviously, they want to look out and see a garden that is well kept after, that doesn't look very rim shackled. Down on the allotment you kind of expect to have a bit of a a recycled feel to it, a bit of a rustic feel to it. And one thing I would use as an example is my corrugated iron beds. You would not want these at home really. The, the corrugated iron isn't the best condition, it's old, 
but it has made a nice looking bed down here on the allotment and this is a thing that goes on right throughout the allotments we get a lot of different uses and items being used my fifth pro about the allotment is that because we have so many different people growing different things we get a huge amount of variety in this small area and this is great for nature and wildlife variety is the spice of life and what i mean by variety we may all be growing an apple tree but we're all going to be growing different varieties of apples so that helps with bringing in different pollinators and different insects and also helps each other out because there's a good chance that somebody in the area is going to have the same pollinator for the type of apple that you have so definite advantage about that now the sixth pro that i feel about an allotment is the social side we have well over 200 plots on this site and quite often people will be working on their plot and as you're walking past they will just say hello good morning to you and vice versa if, I, if they're walking past hello good morning stop and have a quick chat and then they move on and it's such a valuable thing to have uh, I found especially during lockdown just having this little area that I can go to and still see people and yes we were speaking at a distance, saying hello. It just adds a real nice feel to the allotment. So for me, that is six pros that I have for an allotment. I'd love to know what your pros are for an allotment as well. Right, let's find out what I get up to on Sunday at home. It is Sunday the 9th of October 2022 today and you find me at home in my garden. Now, last night I actually stayed out in a campsite in my camper van and for me it realised just how cold it has gotten overnight. In fact, we woke up and the ground was pretty frosted, a very heavy frost. And this is quite unusual for where I live so early on. Now the chances are I was a little bit further inland so where my house and my allotment was probably not so bad. But it was enough for me to start, again, thinking about the plants that I have outside. Most of my plants that need protection are indoors. But in the balcony area, I did still have some chili plants that are in hanging baskets and in pots. These I've now moved inside the greenhouse. And it was lucky I did that, actually, because some of the hanging baskets I've already put inside the greenhouse the string had snapped on those so they needed a bit more strength anyway so i've added a bit more strength to the hanging line and pop these hanging baskets in there where hopefully we will be able to grow these chilies throughout the winter or keep them going throughout the winter so that we get some early chilies next year that's the plan whether it's going to work is going to be another question now because these are going in the greenhouse these will not be going back in the balcony garden because the balcony garden doesn't have a greenhouse or any way to have a greenhouse, it's not a fair representation. So we will find somewhere else to use these next year. I've got to say, growing chilies in hanging baskets this year has been a real success. I really have enjoyed growing them in hanging baskets. They've produced really, really well by growing it in these hanging baskets. So something I'm definitely going to be doing next year. 
Now I headed out to the vegetable patch area. Now I've also noticed that we have this climber that climbs over our fence and yesterday all the leaves on it were green but overnight they've turned red which is a good sign that is starting to die back. So I've, I've cut that down, thrown on the lawn and run over those with a lawnmower while cutting the grass. This is all to make some really good compost material, something that we certainly do need lots of. I've also noticed that the butternut squash plant, we spoke about it last week, but the actual plant now, the leaves are starting to just look a little bit sad, a little bit tired and like they're going to be dying back. So I'm quite pleased about that in some ways. We've done really well with this butternut squash, the amount of butternut squashes that are on there that now really are starting to ripen and I'm looking forward to eating all of those and putting those in storage. But the other advantage is behind the butternut squash is where I had my subpod and uh, grape bed. And the area, the ground below the grape bed, I've used for growing certain vegetables this year, such as pak choy. Because that area is now available, I've used that to sow some mustard seeds. This is a Mabuna mustard. And this is an oriental mustard. So it should germinate quite nicely as well as grow nicely over these next coming weeks. It's quite a quick plant, but we do like our salad leaves. And mustard is just a great way to keep those salad leaves coming throughout these winter months. Well, that's what I've been up to today here at home. But because I'm talking about the pros and cons of allotments and we've already talked about the pros it's time now to head back down to the allotment and talk about the cons. Now the cons of an allotment I always think it's it's only right that we balance the pros and cons out and <laughs> as much as I love the allotment it's not all singing and dancing all the way. So the first thing that I have made as a con is the amount of time that you have to dedicate to an allotment. When I first took on the plot, the council did say that they expect us to be working at least four hours a week on the allotment. And I would actually say you need to double that, especially with the cooch grass that I have. Now, Eight hours a week it does sound like quite a lot if you do it in one day. That's an entire day's work after all. But I have found by spreading it out throughout the whole week, you can actually cope with doing eight hours quite easily. But yes, I do think the amount of time involved is something that is a bit of a negative con and something to think about if you are considering getting an allotment. Now, my next con is very similar to that, is the amount of effort that it takes to maintain an allotment. It is a lot of hard work. It is a lot of fun, don't get me wrong, but hard work is what it is required. Now, again, I think a lot of people who are looking to take on an allotment do think it's not as hard as we can tend to make out, but it really is a lot of hard work. You might be a digger and you have to do a lot of digging every year. There's the compost, having to spread that, getting hold of horse manure, getting hold of materials, sowing the seeds, looking after the seeds, and in the height of summer, watering all the plants that need watering. Now, again, break it down into small areas, take a time to concentrate on it and spread it out does help with that. My third con is a bit of a contradiction to what I said in the pro. I said in the pro that we can use materials that are a little bit less good looking than what we have at home and I do agree with that 
But we do get inspections on the allotment from the council or whoever may be in charge of the allotment sites. Now these are there because they want to make sure that the allotment is getting used and it respects everyone in the area. But there is an element that you've got that person breathing down your neck making sure you're doing everything to their standard. It's a necessary evil and I do find that generally the people that inspect the plots are pretty level-headed and they will work with you it's just a case that it's something else that needs to be thought about now my fourth corn again tallies up with something i said in a pro because people will walk past people will say hello you sometimes do have to stop what you're doing be polite and chat there are people out there who can be a little bit less polite and just carry on I personally cannot do that. I do find I do need to be polite. Yes, it can be a little bit annoying, but it is a great thing about being social on the allotment that I feel makes it all worthwhile. Now, my fifth con is that it becomes very difficult to maintain an allotment if you're going away a lot. I don't go away that much anymore, but when we do go away, we tend to go away for a couple of weeks on holiday and somewhere abroad. Two weeks on the allotment, the place does change and weeds do take over. So it is a case that before going on holiday, I have to work incredibly hard to really make sure it is completely up to scratch. Everything is watered. Everything is in good condition. So that it has a fighting chance during the two weeks that I'm away. And when I come back again, it's a lot of hard work to get it back into a decent condition. Now, again, this can be controlled a bit better with the use of mulches or asking a friend or neighbour to come and help out as well. Little things that we can do to make this a little bit easier but if you're somebody that works away a lot or goes on holiday a lot this might be something that you need to think about before considering getting an allotment. Well that is the cons that I can think about. I hope that I've been pretty fair with those. I do feel that they are good points to think about and hopefully if you have got an allotment or not, you would think about these points as well. Now, of course, as I said with the pros, let me know what your thoughts are with the cons on allotment, if you have an allotment already, and then perhaps we can talk about those and share those on a later date as well. Right, well, let's find out what I get up to on Monday, which is usually recipe night. Well, today is Monday, the 10th of October, 2022, and you join me in my podding shed. Now, I'm just in here because I have had a delivery today from the garlic farm. And I've just opened the package and we're going to have a look. We've got a bit of a newsletter as well as an invoice. Loads of these little nuggets, packaging nuggets. But what we should have in here is some garlic bulbs and yeah we've got a nice big packet of garlic bulbs and we've got a pot of garlic fertilizer so let's just open up the garlic bulb and see all individually packed and it's yep written on there is the correct variety all in brown paper bags i quite like that you know we've got elephant garlic we've got uh what's this one um, let me see. Raspidy White. We've got Extra Early White. 
and we have got finally cork white so these are all going to be sewn down on the allotment pretty soon i've started with fresh garlic bulbs this season because the garlic has slowly been getting worse over the years so i'm looking forward to trying these out and seeing how we get on now the cooking section each week i like to share a recipe of something that i've been cooking using our home grand goodness last week we used half a butternut squash up in one dish and this left us with half a butternut squash to use so what we ended up doing is making butternut squash chips this was a real experiment one that we created on ourselves and all we did was we cut the flesh up into chip like slices put those in the air fryer with a bit of oil and let them cook and once they were cooked we added a bit of our flavored salt so this is salt with a bit of cayenne pepper and uh, pink salt just to add a little bit of flavor and we ended up with some absolutely delicious butternut squash chips something very quick and easy that we will be using again and i suspect they are quite healthy as well especially being cooked in an air fryer which just you know doesn't deep fry them it just cooks them in a little bit of oil so very very happy with what we had here today well, that brings us up to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. If you've enjoyed it, then please do leave us a review on your podcast service. Added to that, if you have really enjoyed it and you want to support the work that we do, then please consider becoming a member of our supporters club. Now, I charge £5 a month to be a member. And for that, you get extra behind the scenes podcasts, as well as a collection of seeds sent to your door every month. And these seeds can be sown that very month and details of that at the veggrowerpodcast.co.uk and if you are visiting the veggrowerpodcast.co.uk please do leave us a comment on the bottom of the blog or leave us a voicemail using our voicemail service and that's just some of the ways that you can get in touch of course you can email me as well richard at the veggrowerpodcast.co.uk or you can find us on social media just search for the veggrower podcast and you can contact me through social media as well well, that brings us up to the end of this podcast. We will be back again next time. So until then, please take care. Yeah.